This is a preview from our angel story today. It was almost like I felt a sense of relief, although I still in my mind thought we were going on the ventilator and all these other things. But it was like I just had a sense of warmth over my body that I don't even know how to explain. <laughs> Beautiful souls, do you have a prayer request or want us to send you healing energy today? Would you like us to be praying for your friend or loved one? If this is you, go to worldslargestprayernetwork.com to submit your prayer request. And while you're there, please sign up to join our team of prayer warriors. The angels say prayer not only opens you to miracles, raises your vibration, and helps you heal, but the more you pray, the more God's presence is felt on earth. Feel your angels' love as they surround you right now, and listen for the positive, loving messages your angels intended specifically for you in today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. Friends, we have on a story today that I know is going to touch your heart. And I wanted to have Danielle on the show today because I had a similar experience to hers um, when my kiddo was in the hospital. So Danielle, thank you so much for being here and willing to share your story. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I'm going to have it. You take it away and share yours. Okay, absolutely. So I'll start by letting everyone know when Easton was born, he was premature. So he was born several weeks early. He weighed four pounds, three ounces. We did not know at the time, but he was born with a hole in his heart. It's called ASD. So he was very easily got pneumonia every time he got sick. Finally, they discovered the hole in his heart. And so we were, he was always on a nebulizer when he would get sick. We were very used to giving him his medicines. But when he was three, we put him to bed at nine o'clock. We laid him down. I knew he was struggling. He was on his steroids, extra medication that night. I went in and checked at him and he was very lethargic. And I immediately rushed him to the hospital. We went straight to the emergency room. Of course, the emergency room was absolutely packed. He had a fever. They later found out he had two viruses is why he was struggling even more. But we were in the emergency room for almost 24 hours. The ICU department and team was actually coming to us in the emergency room, uh, but they instantly got him on the IV. We're hydrating him, making sure fluids. They started him on antibiotics, steroids. But yes, after that, we got our room in the ICU. We were transferred there. He was sedated at that point because he was trying to rip everything out. He was not a happy camper, so he was sedated most of the time. But he was, again, still struggling. He, You could tell how hard he was breathing in his throat, in his chest, everywhere. So by day two, my dad had called my aunt, who is a pastor. They were just asking her to come say a prayer over him, pray with us, telling people to think of him because he was really having a hard time. He was on the highest oxygen level at that point, and they were discussing. They wanted to put him on a ventilator later on that night, early morning, if he showed no improvement. And so we were headed in the direction of that. And she came, she said a prayer over us. At that point, I was still researching everything possible on the internet, Googling, what can I do to help him? Anything else, you know, starting prayer groups, everything possible. I was, 
you know, plead with God at that point. I will never do this again. If you please just help me help my kid. Uh, let's make it through this. I'll, I'll do anything. But my aunt came, she said a prayer. It was late afternoon, but we went to sleep, took a nap. And it was in the middle of the night when the doctors came back and we were going to be discussing putting him on the machine um, for oxygen. And his oxygen levels has changed. He was headed in the right direction. All of a sudden, they were actually lowering his oxygen and it was just out of nowhere. Nobody was expecting that. It, he just took a humongous turn for getting better, which is amazing. Awesome. That's what we wanted. But it was kind of at that time I realized how powerful my aunt's prayer was also over him and led me into a more spiritual direction myself and that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's what happened with Easton. <laughs> that's incredible. That's incredible. The power of prayer is just so amazing and we had people when Elle was in the hospital and she was really sick baby mm -hmm. that would bring in like uh one person brought in a saint card and people who would just like put her on the prayer list at their church just so many people praying for this little girl and i remember feeling I didn't understand until my dad passed how much I felt energy my entire life. But thinking back to different times, I do remember being in that hospital and feeling like an amplified, holy, divine grace that was just present and surrounding us. Mm -hmm. When people would pray over her, or tell me that they were praying in church, you could just feel a heightened vibration. And I believe it does have the ability to work miracles. Yes. No, I absolutely, when my Aunt Kim had left, it was almost like I felt a sense of relief. Although I still, in my mind, thought we were going on the ventilator and all these other things. But it was like, I just had a sense of warmth over my body that I don't even know how to explain. <laughs> wow. I wanted to talk about a couple of other things because, you know, it's so easy. And this is just a message that spirit says the world needs right now. It's so easy for us to hear about our situation and to judge things or to take a side or to say, oh, that person was wrong and they should have done it this way. Or there's so much shame and judgment that we have. And I remember being the mama of a sick child. And just like you said, Danielle, that when your son was little, he would get pneumonia all the time. There are adults, there are younger people, there are children and babies who do not have the same immune system that we do. And they get sick constantly. If they just come within 10 feet of another person who is sick, they're going to oftentimes get it, or that's what it felt like being the mama of a sick kiddo. And a lot of people, this was way, way, way before COVID would judge me because I had signs on the outside of the garage door, the outside of the front door, the inside of both, everywhere that you could see it, take your shoes 
off. If you are sick, do not come into this house because I knew if she got yes. sick, it wasn't just that she was going to get sick. For the first five <laughs> years of her life, it would either end us up back in the hospital yes. or her sicknesses lasted longer than normal people. So if a normal people, it takes seven to 10 days. When my kiddo was sick like this, it would take her 30 to 60 days. And sometimes we have flare ups of this now yes. where, you know, it still happens. Last fall was one of them. She got sick the first week of October and we couldn't kick different things for about three months. And it was just crazy. It made me so sad. I know we're way out of COVID and everybody's sick of hearing about it. But just from the perspective of judgment and shame that we put on one another, it made me so sad when people around me would be like, COVID's been over for so long. Take off the mask, blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, you don't know. You don't know if that teenager at the bus stop is keeping on that mask because they have an elderly grandparent who's immune deficient living at home with them. Yeah. Or you don't know if they've got a little baby brother or sister who's going, you know, we just don't know. We don't know the intricacies of other people's lives. And so removing judgment, removing shame, you know, just removing all of this and giving people the benefit of the doubt is the angel's message. Today's message is prayer is powerful and remove all of the judgment and shame because we don't need it. And it, it doesn't make me feel good when I do that to other people. Like I've caught myself more and more and more over the years and just ask God to remove all of that, but it doesn't make us feel good. Right, right. You truly, you never know what anybody's going through, honestly, could be the smallest thing. And it's definitely taught me a lot. COVID has too. Kind of like what you were saying. I have three other kids. So I have two teenagers and then I have a seven-year-old. The teenagers obviously have people in and out of the house, friends all the time. But it, it was a struggle during COVID with that my teenagers respected wearing a mask and knowing that it could potentially harm Easton. And we had to take it very seriously. I mean, we have to take everything very seriously. But again, with COVID, it's watching teenagers try to go through that too, protecting their brother. And it just, it taught you, it teaches you a lot. <laughs> Friends, do you want to get daily guidance from your spirit team, but just don't know how to tune in? Or maybe you've been trying to hear your intuition, but you feel like you're not hearing anything back. Or maybe you're hearing something back, but you don't know if it's your spirit team or not. Let me teach you all of this and more in my brand new four-week course called Be Your Own Angel Messenger. I'm running this class live September 18th. And if this resonates with you, it's because your angels are trying to teach you how to tune into this information so they can guide you more directly in your life and so that you'll feel more confident following your heart. It all begins September 18th. Be sure to check out the VIP ticket for smaller group lessons. Just a reminder that annual paying members get this course and the VIP ticket free as a perk. Become an annual member before September 17th and receive this course free as part of your annual paying angel membership. Find a link to more info in the show notes below. Now let's get back to the show. 
One of the other messages that I want to bring out into the world just through this story, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Danielle, or if other people out there are aware of this, but I think it's something that we just need to be cognizant of. Do you remember back, like, I think it was like around the time of Nazi Germany, and I'm not going to talk about anything regarding that, but remember those huge oval shaped almost looking like blimps but they were called something else and i forget exactly what they were called but we stopped using them we almost used them like airplanes for a very long time to get people transported from one place to another and they're actually talking about bringing these back we didn't use them before because whatever they were filled with the balloon would sometimes catch on fire and then the entire thing would come down and it was a horrible mess for everybody. <laughs> um, I, do you remember what those are called? I know what you're talking about. Like I can remember seeing them in pictures. Yes. Yes. But what, what the heck they're called? What is the name of that? Okay. Well, whatever that thing is, what they're talking about bringing back are these huge blimp-sized things that carry large amounts of people. And from what I've read, they're talking about using helium within these to blow them up. I am not a proponent of this because when my kid was in the hospital, similar to your story, she actually had to put be put for about three weeks on Healy oxygen. So it's a mix of helium and oxygen. That's a much thinner, lighter air, easier for babies to breathe. And this saves lives, right? And they use this for not just babies, but teens, adults, whoever needs it. There is only so much helium within the entire world. Like we can't make this when it's exhausted it's done and it just makes me so sad because this helium oxygen saved my child's life back in the day she would not be alive today yeah. without it and for people talking like i don't even like to go out and buy helium balloons because i'm like right. save all of this for the medical community, you might need it in the future. Your child, your grandchild might need it in the future. Like this is a resource that we need to save. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought it was just an interesting piece of knowledge that I would bring out to everybody so that you can help support that within the world. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's neat. And, but I totally understand that, especially from being in that situation. It's like, wait, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. We need this. Save this. Right. People don't understand what it's like to live in the United States versus some other countries. I started a foundation way, way back in the day for kids who were born with my daughter's type of syndrome. And I got to talk to parents who lost children in, in other countries. Uh, Turkey was one of them. And this one father from Turkey put it into a way that I just didn't understand. He said, you have to realize that in some other countries, it would be as if, if you had to have a surgery or your child had to have a surgery or a procedure or something done, it doesn't just have to go to Blue Cross Blue Shield to get approved. It has to go to Washington DC to get approved. And that 
because of the way that systems are set up in other countries, he said, and I, I don't know that this is true or not, this is just what I was told. He said, some other countries don't want children to survive if they are too medically complicated because it puts a burden on the system. So they let that child, um, this is gonna make me cry, kind of like pass in their own time. I know. Um, and there are other countries where the process is before you can have that medical procedure or surgery, it has to go to Washington, DC. And he's like, think about it. That would be a bureaucratic nightmare to have one place managing and saying, yes, you get approved or no, you don't. I know people talk about healthcare in this country and how messed up it is. And they are so right when it comes to insurance. And I believe in free healthcare for all to some extent. But at the same time, we do have so much to be thankful for here. And, and we're just so blessed in so many ways. We really do. We are. We really we are, we do have, I know there's hiccups in our system, but to be able to go to the hospital, the same thing, if Easton was not put on oxygen or we had to wait to be put on oxygen or get all those medications immediately, whole different situation. And I can't even imagine putting myself in a different situation, you know, and it's hard to think about other people in the world that do have to experience that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Danielle, I'm so sorry for your kiddo and all that he's been through, but it sounds like he's doing so great now. He's a fighter. I've said since day one, you know, he came out four pounds, three ounces. Fighting is a little hard out then. And we didn't even know anything was wrong. You wouldn't know anything was wrong with Easton, except for the fact that he does get pneumonia. And, but no, he's in soccer. He's in baseball. He's full of hyper child. So he's... <laughs> They're discussing to closing the heart next year, finally, um, the hole in his heart. So that will be our next step. But yep, other than that, he's healthy, he's happy, and we'll make it. It's just a... <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. There are so many messages here today, but the angels want mamas listening right now or grandmas or grandpas listening right now to know that if you have a sick kiddo in the hospital, there are miracles just waiting for you. Call on unemployed angels, call on God to send all the angels that they can to that, that child's rescue. And really the power of prayer don't discard it. It is so incredibly powerful and it does work miracles. So use it. There's other energies and messages in here. I just want to send love, everybody to send love from your heart chakra to all of the nurses, the doctors, the healthcare administrators within the world doing their best. Let's all just say a little prayer too for healthcare to run as smoothly as it can in this country and in the world and for the angels to come in and help make that possible too. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. I witnessed it with my own eyes in this situation. It is powerful. <laughs> it is. You know, there are so many kids who we heard when Elle was first born because she had a heart defect too. Okay. That, you know, some holes, like they close on their own and sometimes they outgrow the, the heart issue and it, it goes away. And I was like, 
praying, 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 praying. And we found out last year that that happened for her, that it did work. Oh my goodness. Oh. I know. I know. So another miracle there. Oh, that makes me happy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, well, thank you so much for being here. Sending so much love to Easton, to you and to everybody within the world who's either working in healthcare or in the healthcare system right now. Sending you all of our love. Thank you so much for being here. And if you have an angel story, I hope that you'll share it with us over at juliejancis at gmail.com. Love you all. Beautiful soul, thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at Angel Podcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? And open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you. <laughs> 